in my training with women, I, I try to encourage them to focus on what they can do with their body. Um, because that focus I feel is, is really empowering. And then, you know, they start to see their fitness markers, like they're getting stronger, they can lift more weight, they can do more reps in a minute or whatever. And, um, I feel like that kind of shifts some of the focus away from, you know, the scale or how they look and it, and it feels good to feel strong and feel fit. And, and, uh, I think those are the things we value more when we get in our seventies and eighties is, are we healthy? <laughs> and so when we invest in that in our twenties, thirties, forties, then we increase the chances that we can enjoy, you know, being active and, and healthy into our later years. Motherhood is an honorable and full-time job. But between the dishes and diapers lies a woman with her own hopes and dreams. Here we discuss the woman behind her title mother and the many things that bring joy into her life. I'm your host, Jerrica, and welcome to season three of She Has a Name Too. This season is packed with inspirational stories of women just like you and I. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to She Has a Name Too. I am so excited to be here again this week. Today, I have a special guest joining me. I know I've had a lot of new faces on here, people that I haven't really known, but Kim, I have known for many years. Um, she, she'll probably tell you that she knew me as a bratty teenager, and <laughs> um, but I, anyway, I'm just so excited to be on here with Kim and talk about who she is beyond her motherhood. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's it's fun to reconnect with you as an adult because yeah, it was so it's so fun when you know someone as a teenager and then you see them in full on adult mode. So it's neat to reconnect. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and I. I like being in an adult. <laughs> <laughs> <Way more>. Yeah. <laughs> I was always like, as a teenager, I was always drawn to like older people and, and looking up to the adults in my life who like really had an influence on me growing up. And, and so I just, I love being in that group now, like being an adult and being able to connect on a different level. So yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Okay, so first question is, who are you when you aren't being called mom? All right. Well, some people would call me their personal trainer or boot camp instructor, otherwise known as the lady that tortures us every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got my personal training certificate about nine years ago, and it was kind of on a whim. I just had a friend, um, you would know Elise. Mm -hmm. um, who took, was taking the course and she invited me to join her. And I thought, oh, well, this will be good learning for me, but I didn't really have any plans with it. And it just kind of unfolded into me teaching boot camp every week. And then people would hear that I did personal training. And when I was doing triathlon, I would train, like write training programs for people to do a triathlon race or race a marathon. And it's just kind of continued since then and turned into something that I love. Um, something else um, I would call myself as an athlete. I pursued triathlon competitively with my husband for about six years, and we took it all the way up to uh, full Ironman distance. And uh, when our third child was born, we set that aside. And a few years later, I came across pickleball. 
And I absolutely love the sport. I get a bit of an eyebrow raise from people because I'm not a senior and uh, people don't really realize it is played at all different levels and ages. And if you looked up a professional pickleball game, you'd see kind of where the game can go. And I'm pretty hooked on it. So um, when I can play, despite COVID getting in the way of things the past year, that is something I love to do. So that's so cool. Okay. I feel like I remember you guys running an Ironman. Okay. So what years, remind me again, what years you were doing triathlons? Um, so it kind of started when Adam and I were first married. Um, we were married in 2003. We both said, you know, it'd be fun to do a triathlon. And so we're like, okay, but we don't know how to swim. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to the pool and we literally could not swim a length without like coming up gasping for air. And we're like, how do people do this? (laughs) So that was the first obstacle to tackle is learn to swim. So YouTube videos and asking lifeguards for tips and um, stuff like that. We just took an adult swim class. And so right away we did like a short triathlon and then I would just do them between kids. So I had, I did one before my son and then one between my first and second. And then after my second, we really got into it more competitively. So my husband, Adam would say, well, let's try an Olympic distance. And I'm like, oh, you're insane. But then I'd watch him do it and be like, okay, yeah, I want to do that. And then it was, well, let's try half Ironman. And then I watched him do a full Ironman and thought, yeah, I want to do that too. So our full Ironman, I'm thinking that was 2011 Okay, that we did the full. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like so clear in my mind. <laughs> 2011, <laughs> I feel like was a very clear year for me, I guess. I was, I was in high school at the time. So what year did you graduate? 2012. Okay. Yeah. So you would be grade 11 yeah. that year. And yeah. uh yeah, it took a lot of training. You may have seen me out training because we both live there in Mackenzie Town. So um, I think we were doing around 15 hours a week training up to 20, 25 hours on peak weeks. So kind of like a part-time job, a lot of time and a lot of organizing. Um, who's watching the kids? When are when are we making this happen? And just being like, sometimes we train together, but often we're just kind of shifting off with each other to to have someone at home with the kids. So it was it was pretty neat. It took a lot of time, but we loved it, so it was worth it at the time. Okay, so where where have you run your um, your Ironmans, and have you like has this taken you around the world? Yeah, that was a neat thing. Is uh, is we got to travel a bit doing it. So we we did our full in um, Mexico, Cozumel. So you actually bike around the island three times because the bike is 180 kilometers. So um, you lap the island three times to to get that distance in. And it was a windy course. And, you know, I, I finished it, but I struggled because I didn't really know how to feed myself for that long of exercise. And so I learned um, I learned some things from that. And then we went and did a half Ironman in Hawaii the next year. So we also train, we did some training in California. It's pretty tough training in Canada in the winter. You can't get outside. So you're sitting on a, with your bike on a stand and doing like six or seven hour bike rides, which gets pretty old. So, (laughs) so we went down to California and did some training there. And so, yeah, we were able to travel a little bit and that was kind of the idea is we set it aside thinking, you know, when we're retired and older, this could be something we pick back up again to see the world and do some racing in different beautiful spots. 
Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Um, so did you take your kids along with you when you did those trainings and we did not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this was kind of a getaway for me and Adam leave the kids with a willing grandparent and uh, have some time together. And actually when, when Adam did his first Ironman in St. George, Utah, we drove down and I watched him with the kids and that was a really fun family trip. So that was one that we took them to. But when Adam and I were both racing, I mean, the Ironman, it took me 16 hours. So you'd have to find childcare in a foreign country for a, a full day. So, you know, just more logistics. And it was easy to leave them at home and go do that together. That's so cool. Well, you've convinced me to become a runner. <laughs> <laughs> if I can leave my kids at home and go to Hawaii, <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> That is so cool. That's awesome. Um, cool. Well, have as your kids have grown up, have they also gotten into this or into pickleball with you? Or yeah, you know, they were really into running for a bit. I think just watching us and hearing about it when they were little, they were inspired and wanted to, you know, be cool like mom and dad and do these races. So mm -hmm. they did some five and 10K races. My son, when he was, I think it was 12 years old, we did a half marathon together. Um, but my daughter finds her knees hurt a bit when she runs. And, you know, I don't blame them. Running can be kind of boring compared to like team sports and stuff. I didn't really like it as a teenager. So their interest in that has declined. They're more into basketball and volleyball. And um, I could see them picking it up again when they're older. Riley, our oldest, who is 15, he has said he wants to do an Ironman um, maybe in his 20s. So maybe Adam or I will train and do it with him to support him. But uh, for now, they're more into the team sports. And that's okay, as long as they're healthy and having fun with something. I don't really care what they do. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, though. Um, that would be really fun to train with your son and be able to go and do that as a family. That would be fun. Yeah, when we were training for 10k races a few years ago, I would train with Riley and Adam would train with Kyla. And it was just time to talk because we're, you know, we're getting out of the busy house and we have two little girls. There's a big age spread between our second and third. There's six year gap there. So, you know, the little girls are busy and demanding more attention. So to get out and train and do a, you know, 40 or 50 minute run together, you're talking and connecting and sometimes they're sharing things they wouldn't, you wouldn't find a quiet time to share at home. So I did find that part of training with, a, with one of our kids really, really nice. And I, um, I would do that again if they showed interest, just even for the connecting part of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I always find that going for walks, like I'm really not much of a runner, <laughs> but going for walks, like getting outside and doing something else other than just sitting in a place like that for me gets me talking. And I find that I have better conversations out walking than yeah. sitting at home. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Um, okay, pickleball. I <laughs> I know I can understand the eyebrow raise because I know a lot of seniors, <laughs> especially in St. George, who play pickleball. Um, but I have started meeting a lot of younger people who play it as well. Yeah, so I started with my dad. <laughs> and it was kind of like, sure, dad, I'll try your silly little sport with you. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just it's a fun sport. You'll have to look up a pro pickleball match because then you'll see it's not just for seniors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like quite an athletic sport, you know, like they're they have to move really quickly and um, there's lots of strategy to the game. And yeah, it's fun. That's so cool. Yeah, I had no idea that there was like more to it initially when I when I heard of pickleball initially I was like oh I actually heard of it from my husband's grandma so yeah like 70 year old people you <laughs> yeah. know and, and I was like oh cool like that's great that you have a sport you go out with your friends like that's awesome but yeah that's that's really cool that there's like a whole professional uh league doing it okay so I want to move on to my next question um what brings you joy? Yeah, so I would say helping people brings me a lot of joy. And, you know, with the boot camps that I teach and the personal training, it's um, obviously what comes to mind is helping them with their strength and fitness. But something I wouldn't have anticipated is that when I'm training people, they they just share with me the things that they're dealing with in their life. And, and so I get to listen and encourage them and connect with them. And I actually love that part maybe as much or even more (laughs) than helping them with their strength and fitness is just being someone to kind of be a cheerleader, offer ideas. And and so I love that. And I also love helping women with healthy body image. That's been something that I am pretty passionate about. I used to write a blog about it. And because when I started the blog, it was kind of around Ironman. And then I started realizing like, hey, this is something I struggle with sometimes and I'm realizing a lot of other women do too. And so the blog became a place where women could share their stories, share some things they had learned about how to have a healthier body image. And uh, and then people like women could learn from each other in that space. Um, so in my training with, with women, because I typically, I've trained some men, but it's typically women. So in my training with women, I I try to encourage them to focus on what they can do with their body um, because that focus I feel is is really empowering. And then, you know, they start to see their fitness markers, like they're getting stronger. They can lift more weight. They can do more reps in a minute or whatever. And um, I feel like that kind of shifts some of the focus away from, you know, the scale or how they look. And it and it feels good to feel strong and feel fit and and uh, I think those are the things we value more when we get in our 70s and 80s is, are we healthy? <laughs> and so when we invest in that in our 20s, 30s, 40s, then we increase the chances that we can enjoy, you know, being active and, and healthy into our later years. So um, I think another thing that brings me joy is having goals. Um, I'm very prayerful about what goals I set, and I like to have goals in different areas of my life. Um goals that help me serve people, help me make memories or help me kind of get out of my comfort zone. So I used to just set goals once a year, but now I've realized so much changes in a year. And so now every few months I kind of reevaluate and and tweak the goals and I and I've gotten my family into this goal mindset. So we have them posted in a in a place in our living room so we can like just kind of see them and talk to each other about them and encourage each other cuz for me goals give me a sense of purpose. And, you know, during this year of COVID, it's kind of like, okay, what goals do I have control over? So I set goals in things that, you know, the government's not going to (laughs) restrict and like, and find ways to, to just bring some meaning and, and feel like I'm progressing as a person as well as trying to help other people, especially during, 
during hard times that they go through having, you know, right now my, one of my goals has been to call people on the phone more. So I had a goal to call a hundred people. And, and so I've reconnected with people from my childhood and people that I used to know, you know, just in years past. And, and that's been really good for me too, at a time that can be so isolating um, to just reach out more and pick up the phone, which, you know, we're so used to texting now. It's nice to actually uh, hear someone's voice and connect on a deeper level. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Um, I feel like that's really what this podcast has done for me too, is like connecting, you know, connecting with you again. It's been years. <laughs> I haven't even been home in a year and a half now, almost two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, it's like, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing with this podcast. And I love connecting with the people that were part of my childhood and were part of my college years and, and then like meeting new people too. Absolutely love it. Well, it's neat how we like learn so much from each other. Cause you know, so many times I'll have something someone said in a conversation come to my mind that helps me in some way. And so I find the more I'm connected to the, pe to people, the better my thinking is. My thinking doesn't just get narrow. It's broader thinking. I'm able to like consider new ideas and also just learn from the wisdom of people because everyone has something you can learn from. So the more connected you are, I think the more you're learning and growing as a person. It's also, I love that you have it, the goals hanging up in your living room. That's really cool. That's, um, that's something that we did as kids. Um, we would have some of our like weekly thoughts and goals put up in the dining room. And it was nice to be able to see that. So I like that you're doing that too. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's fun to see like what goals little kids come up with. My four-year-old, mm -hmm. her goal was to hit the balloon in the air 20 times. And we're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, all right, okay, we'll support you. So when I do my workout in the morning, she pulls out her balloon and you know, she'll get to 17 and it'll fall and oh man, and she'll pick it up and start again. But then her coordination has improved. And I think just as a little kid, she's seen, hey, like it's fun to like have something to accomplish. And then like her family encourages her and she gets better at it. So it's neat to see her have this cute little goal and work at it as a, as a young girl. Yeah. yeah. And with things like that, you can never start too young with encouragement and with goal setting things like that. I, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that's, that's probably something that my daughter would do. Um, but she can't quite count to 20 yet. <laughs> <laughs> she could or, go for three hits or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like slowly working up to five. <laughs> but yeah, that is so cute. I love that. Um, um, okay. So during this last year, I know things have been totally different for you, especially as a trainer and um, playing pickleball, like you've mentioned. And for all the obvious reasons, <laughs> things have been different. <laughs> um, but previously, how have you managed to balance your, your family life, your working life? And I mean, especially when you were doing the Ironmans, how did you kind of like manage all that time? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, a couple of things come to mind, like with the Ironman trading, Adam and I would on Sunday night, we would have a planning meeting together. <laughs> so it was, okay, let's look at what the, cause we actually hired a coach from Germany to write our program. And so we knew each week what the, what the program would look like. It was just a matter of where are we fitting this in? 
And so we would lay it out together and we'd say, okay, who's, who's doing what, when, who's covering kids when, you know, do we want to do any of this together? And we just plan it. So, so being really meticulous with our planning so that then you're not kind of panicking and going, oh my goodness, like, what are we doing today? Who's doing this? You know, it was all laid out. And so then it would run smoother because we knew what to expect of each other and when, when to fit the things in outside of our family that we needed to fit. Um, and then I would say, you know, at this stage with pickleball, when I can go play <laughs> and we're getting into outdoor season soon here. So I'll be playing again outside. Um, you, you go play for like three hours. And so, you know, with driving on either end, it's a fair chunk of time to step away from the family and go play. And so, you know, just kind of same idea, I guess, of, of communicating with my husband, planning it in. And just, I guess, week by week deciding, you know, maybe last week I played a little bit more. So maybe I cut back this week and have a little more time with the family and kind of flowing with it like that. And I find I do tend to have the mom guilt creep in sometimes where I go, oh, is it <laughs> is it too much time away? Um, and maybe I think I evaluate that maybe almost too frequently because I'm thinking, okay, I want to make sure my priorities are aligned um, because my kids, my family matters so much to me and having these hobbies and goals matters a lot to me too. So I do tend to evaluate the, a lot that a lot. And mostly as I talk it out with Adam, I kind of realize, okay, he's good with it. Carry on. Or once in a while, he'll have a concern. Okay. I think, you know, in this situation or in this week, it, we need to cut back because we're busy with these other things. So we just adjust. So I guess it's a lot of communicating and planning and, um, you know, just kind of adjusting as you go to the different stages that life has. Cause some weeks our family life is super busy. So then I, I need to adjust to that. And some weeks my pickleball will, will take a lot more time and that's okay too. So, so flowing with the different stages of life and being, I like how you said being meticulous about the planning and planning together and getting it all done ahead of time. That's yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really a good thing for all of us to be whatever stage of life we're in to be planning out our weeks um, so that we can manage our time better. Well, thank you. Um, I have one last question for you. <laughs> and I ask this to all of my guests. I just love hearing what everyone has to say. Um, and a lot of the time, it really just helps me. Like, I don't know if it helps the listeners, but this is my favorite question uh, for me personally. So what have you learned recently that you feel like would be valuable for other moms to know? So I love this question. And it it makes me think, um, it made me think about what I wanted to share. I like to put a quote on my mirror when I read something that stands out to me and then I can look at it and be reminded of that message over and over again. So the quote that I've put on my mirror most recently is from Robin Sharma. So I'll just read it to you. He said, developing a desire to do great work because it serves as a vehicle to help you express your absolute best is incredibly healthy. Turning your fears into power and your weakness into strength is a tremendously positive pursuit. And that that spoke to me because I've realized that the things that I do um, in my life, like Ironman, like pickleball, like teaching boot camp, these things all help me to grow as a person. Like they challenge me in different ways. I have to learn new skills. I have to I have to go out my out of my comfort zone. 
you know, in pickleball, I have to break this sport down into its hundreds of tiny little skills and work on them and isolate them and, and then have that growth mindset when, when something doesn't come easy that, you know, if I put in the time, I can improve at it. You know, I have to work on the mental side because I would get really big pre-race nerves before triathlon and Adam would just kind of um, shrug his shoulders and be like, eh, she doesn't really like racing. She likes the training, but I would just get so nervous. Um, and so then I worked on that and I found that with my thoughts, I could be relaxed and I could learn to be confident and trust in my own training and preparation to go out there and give it my best. And so these things apply to so many other areas of life. And so the the way that these skills are transferable and help me grow as a person um, has made me see that like these things I pursue have a lot of value. Like it's not just a, a sport that you go to play for fun, although it is that it's helping me grow. And then I become a better mother and a better, just a better person in general, because I I learn. I learn new things as I pursue something and try to become my best at it. That's awesome. That's some great advice. Um, it takes time. It takes time. Like training for an Ironman took so much time for you. Yeah. And I think you have to have that kind of trust that like over time, if you commit to something that you'll, you will improve and kind of trust in that program or that process and and enjoy the journey and also not get discouraged for where you're at currently because to get good at anything it just it just takes time and and so I love seeing that in those areas and then it helps me in other areas um to have hope that I can keep growing and keep learning even the areas that don't come easily or areas that I struggle with awesome well thank you so much for that advice and thank you for i mean really, you've put out so much advice through the whole episode. Um, so thank you for sharing your story and what brings you joy and who you are beyond your motherhood. I really loved talking to you today. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. It's been so nice to reconnect. And thanks for making me kind of think over some of these things. It's helped me to to reflect a little bit. And I'm excited to now check out the rest of your podcast episodes. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation about motherhood on Instagram at She Has a Name Too. She Has a Name Too is a production of Mecco Radio. I, Jerrica Dennison, was your host and was joined by Kim Layton. This episode was edited by Alex Williams. Mecco.